This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Perhaps someday you will see what true power is. A twisted villain returns. Brander has just revealed himself as a patchwork amalgamation of whatever he was before and bits and pieces of Delanarn. Confirming the hero's worst fears. You can go to hell and take me with you for all I care. But the conversation has just begun. You look at me and you may think I am your enemy. But nothing could be further from the truth. And his dreadful message. And I hate to come off greedy since you've already done so much. But I do have another request. We'll leave the heroes speechless. You work for us now. The adventure continues. Disobey us. And suffer a fate worse than death. Now. Hello, my friends. It's Matthew. Hope you all enjoyed episode 200. I sure did. Up until, you know, like, the end reveal. Honestly, before that, it was a blast. So I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had recording it. Just wanted to let you know that there are still tickets available for our two Glass Cannon Live shows in Indianapolis during Gen Con this August. Portland show was a lot of fun. Big shout out to the awesome Portland audience. Praise log. And unlike last time, the video from that show will hopefully go up earlier than the day before our upcoming sold-out Brooklyn show, so you'll be able to watch that. Also, posters from the Dallas and Portland shows are available in our merch store, both signed and unsigned. All of us are absolutely obsessed with these designs, so snag yours while you still can. All right, enough out of me. And now, and I would like to point out that Troy has forced me to say this, and I'm only doing so under protest, but... The march to 300 begins now with episode 201. Enjoy. I'm sitting here right now, and I'm torn. Why are you torn, Troy? I'm torn, Matthew, because I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. What? What, Kelfiraza? Record episode 201. What? I want to do it. I'm very excited about doing it, but it's hard, man. Why is it hard, it's man? It's hard to, to go from, from, from 200 to 201. But you love marches. I do love marches. And the march is over, march so it's time for a new march. Begins. It's a new march. And you know what? Sure, it's the march to 300. That's important. Yeah. But I think a, a, an even greater march that we are beginning right now is the march to the end. Yeah. Oh, let's be honest. We've been doing that march this literally, literally this whole time. Shut up, Matthew. <laughs> Shut up, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> the march uh, to the end. That could happen. Two eighty. Sure, that's true. It won't. It won't. But look, but but <laughs> could happen in two oh two. We could all die. There you go. That's true. But this being the march to three hundred is like the, the, that is it as far as Giant Slayer is concerned. There will be no march to four hundred. There will not. So it could basically be considered the march to the end. There's nothing after this that. This is it. 
This is we'll it. We'll still celebrate 300 like it's nah. 1999. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I just, I would love to just not do this. You get real moody. You're like, get, a, you're like a teenager when you get into these situations where you're like, well, we did, we, we had this four and a half hour session. It was amazing. Every consecutive episode now has to be four and a half hours of this uh, awesome original stuff that we came yes. up with. Yeah. That, then you get that in your head and then you get real morose. Yeah, I get morose. <laughs> and you're very, very sad to be around. I get very morose. <laughs> I remember sitting in just the waiting room before Portland show started just a, just a week ago, mm-hmm. just very recently. And like sitting there and being very nervous and wanting to die before all of our live shows and looking into myself. Like, Grant always wants to die yes. right before the live show. Normally, I feel awful, but right now I feel okay. And that means I forgot something. Yeah. And I looked over at Troy <laughs> and Troy just went, no, 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 I just always feel deathly ill. So there's something about your like, it's not pleasant to be around. You, you want to you wanna continue to impress. Be thankful you that con- all of you who come to the live show only see Troy after the show. <laughs> I have a lot of energy. <laughs> yes. Energy is not the problem. Uh, listen, here's the thing. I know it's going to be great. Not, maybe not 201. Two ones can be fine. <laughs> what was that? You gotta, no, I just, I mean, it being the, this, this new, this new beginning for us. I mean, hell, it's hard to even say it's a new beginning. We haven't even finished book four. We're like on the cusp of ending book four, and um, crazy things could happen here. Crazy, like insane things. Any day we play this game, crazy shit could happen. I just get, I get a little nervous. <laughs> I know you do. You know, I, know I you listen. Do. I understand. There's got to be a feast for crows once in a while. It can't always be a storm of swords. You are. The, Why are you doing this? <laughs> you are the person who literally talks about how great a feast of, cr- feast of crows is. I do love is. it, but most it people don't. Just needs a reread. I, I love listening amazing. when I'm like, uh, one time I was on the subway and I heard someone talking like, oh, the fourth book is just terrible. Don't read that one. I'm like, you're an asshole. I've read it twice and it's fantastic. <laughs> You just got to read it the right way. Listen, we're getting off track. Grant. <laughs> Troy's actually going to well, can I give you? Can I give you my perspective on 201? That's what I want to hear. Your perspective. Grant, can I give you my perspective on 201? <laughs> I genuinely want to hear it, unlike Troy. I think that book four, is, it's tough. It is tough. And, it, and it's a long grind. And 200 to me was great. And it was great in the way that like a good vacation is great. It's like you get away, you do something fun, you do something different, refresh the batteries. Yeah. But by the end of it, I found myself being like, I want to get back in Dalgraith's shoes. I want to get back into these characters that are trying to take out Skirkatla. And I'm rejuvenated for that and excited for that. And this whole, I mean, the way that it ended with Brander and everything in the temple and with these characters, uh, you know, with Pembroke and Feyraza and Baron, I mean, Baron is basically talked about like a celebrity among that other group. Mm-hmm. And now he's back in the show. So I, I don't know. I'm really excited for it. Well, you make a good point. Whenever my wife and I go away, whether it was our honeymoon to St. Martin or if it's visiting family around the U.S. or just taking a trip somewhere. To a brewery. To a brewery. 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 We actually leave for a while and then come back. As I'm unpacking my bag, I always say the same thing to her i say what's the best part of going away and she says coming home coming home to you so you know what <laughs> it's time to come home yes yes if it's- all else fails i can read you log lines from various quantum leap episodes that i love 
I would like to do that at the end of the episode. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Bonus content. Bonus content. <laughs> just, uh, just to keep getting your Matthew has been in a real quantum leap groove. I don't yeah. want to get off on a tangent here. It's the man, 30th anniversary. You can't stop talking about it. And yeah. I love quantum leap, you're but wear, I haven't thought about you're it. You're wearing in years. the shirt and everything. You're really into it. <laughs> Celebrating. It's just a big Scott Bakula. It's a month long celebration. Start, Sam Beckett's a hero of mine. <laughs> More of a Ziggy guy myself. Listen. Al. <laughs> Matthew, why haven't I leaped yet? Uh, <laughs> I feel like your entire life could be that question. <laughs> why haven't I leaped? Why haven't I leaped? I've been doing such great work. <laughs> oh, that, that's yeah, good. Okay. Enjoy Feyraza for the next couple of episodes. <laughs> Guys, we're back in Minderhall's Cathedral. Oh, man. Joe, oh, right. give me... I got to get that forge going. Give me a little something. Give me a... You got to get the forge give going. Me bouncy, give me a bouncy forge. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. Yeah. Do you have some uh, donut making music? Yep. <laughs> music like, to make donuts now and that babies too. Now that they're peaceful, they make donuts all That's day. That's true. The forge has been repurposed as a Duncan's. <laughs> you just hear, the, you just hear the, uh, the Breath of the Wild cooking music the whole time? Ooh, that's good music. <laughs> that's good. That's nice. Hmm. Well, we're back. It has a certain dark ambiance. The forge, even though we turn things around there, it's it's still it's a weighty place, right? Yeah, it's gravitas to it. Gravitas, yes. To being on the Enterprise, yes. It has a certain understated stupidity. (laughs) The all Josie Wales. All right. (laughs) Really? It's a deep Seinfeld. Man, Uh, that's really. (laughs) You only know that one if you're a Seinfeld fan. Fifty times. Wait, what did he? What did he say? I missed it. The all Josie Wales has a certain. Understated stupidity And George is like The outlaw Josie Wales <laughs> Oh he's yes. watching Jeopardy <laughs> Yeah All right. Okay. Sorry <laughs> Sorry Wow okay. Wow man We are back <laughs> You were right about 201 <laughs> <laughs> We're back at Minderhall's Cathedral mm-hmm. Slash donkeys <laughs> Brander Has just revealed himself As a Patchwork, you motherfucker! Amalgamation of whatever he was before, and bits and pieces. It looks like of Delanarn. Everyone in the cathedral is still frozen, with the exception of our four heroes. He just removed his robe, and he stands there, staring at you, and he continues. Let me ask you all. Are you familiar with Gopalus, the rune lord of gluttony? Mm, I am. <laughs> I am. Your voice. Skid's voice. Yeah. yeah. From deep I, play, I played rune lord. <laughs> For decades, uncontended, the rune lord's forces raided the Northland tribes saving the corpses for countless experiments in reanimation, though sometimes just for the sick joy some derive in defiling the dead. Try as they might, the Kellid seemed unable to fight back, yet out of this subjugation was born one of their greatest heroes. From a young age, Ungarato stirred the voices of oracles 
and soothsayers who predicted he would become the mightiest warrior of the age and transform his people from weak hunters into an unstoppable force. The fiery-haired youth continued to fulfill this prophecy year after year as he vanquished powerful beasts and performed extraordinary feats of strength and endurance. After completing the rites of adulthood in his tribe, he departed into the wilds for five years, and when he returned, he came back leading a pair of white dragons that called him Master, and accompanied by representatives from nine tribes throughout the Tusk Mountains who had sworn to aid Ungarato against the tyrants of Fasalon. Word arrived that a powerful weapon forged in the heart of the Empire was bound for its capital, and Ungarato rallied his allies to attack the convoy. The few survivors from the Thessalonian caravan carried the name of the Kellid champion on their lips, who now possessed the Sword of Gluttony. Rune Lord Gopalus refused to accept Veria. He sent a legion of elite soldiers to retrieve the artifact, only to learn that they too had fallen to Ungarato's hit-and-run tactics. Again the Rune Lord tried, this time sending an army of necromancers to animate the remains of the legion and continued the pursuit. Again and again, Ungarato and his allies cut down their Thessalonian enemies, depleting Gopalus's treasury and undermining his authority. He's looking at you the whole time like he's teaching you a lesson at school. Now, like all great heroes, again, looking in each one of your eyes, Ungarato would one day fall, but the power of his vast destruction across the land was so great that he rose again as a grave knight, infused with the sword of gluttony's power. Rather than turn away in revulsion at Ungarato's transformation, his strongest warriors embraced undeath as well by throwing themselves upon his blade so that they may fight for him forever. Now, there are histories dating back millennia claiming that Ungarato was eventually defeated and destroyed soon after the fall of Thassalon, yet no one quite knows for sure, for the destruction of a grave knight is not so simple. I like to imagine him waiting somewhere in the darkness, biding his time, waiting for the perfect moment to return and exact vengeance on a world that has all but forgotten him. He picks up his robe and starts to put it back on. You look at me, and you may think I am your enemy, but nothing could be further from the truth. You may look at what I've become and feel rage, but your friend was already dead. Would you rather she be left for the worms when she could instead live on forever with me and achieve true greatness? 
What I did not consume myself, I left as carrion for vultures, but I assure you it was not much. Now your friend may have appeared to be a child in this world, but her story began centuries ago. The vault that you discovered her in It was as if it preserved her out of time itself, and it was that essence that I needed to extract. Now, you may not appreciate it now, but I am a living monument to the woman you cared for, and when the world is ours, we shall remember those of you who helped us get there. Speaking of which... And I hate to come off greedy since you've already done so much to aid me in my lifelong pursuit. But I do have another request. Whoever among you survives the battle with Skirkatla, strip her of her armor and bring it to me. I will wait for you outside the crypt. He, like, kind of turns to slowly walk out and then looks back in case it was not abundantly clear you work for us now do what is demanded of you and you may very well be spared if that's what's meant to be disobey us and suffer a fate worse than death he stops himself and smiles Perhaps someday, not unlike Ungarato's men, you will see what true power is and choose to serve it forever. But maybe that's a conversation for another time. And he just turns and slowly starts to walk out. What about the boy? What boy? Galabras, the young cleric. You left him comatose in a state. Why? What do you know of the boy, Professor? I have been told. I have been told he was good. I have been told he could have aided us. Why? Maybe someday he can tell you himself. Of course, you may not live long enough to find out. If we refuse to turn over Skirkadla's armor, what then? I'm sorry. I thought I made it clear that was not an option. But if you choose to disobey we could have that conversation then I do not work for you abomination I look at you and I see nothing but a pathetic attempt to live to live beyond you're like everybody else 
I see someone who couldn't cut the steak themselves and had to rely on a poor dead girl's body to give him power. I see a man who's all hat and no cattle, and I'll go in there and kill Skirkatla, and if I die by your hand not giving you that armor, I don't give a damn. I'd rather die and suffer an endless amount of torment than let you rule over this world in a monument to your own vanity. You can go to hell and take me with you for all I care. Yes! <laughs> yes! He turns back, standing like at the doorway. If only you were special. If only there was something I could take from you. But the only thing that makes you special is that thing in your hand. Remove it, and you're no one. Someone removed what's between your legs long ago, and there ain't nothing left worthwhile in you. Now get out of my sight, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll see you at the crypt, Ashpeak. Good day, gentlemen. Lady. Hood up. And he just walks. <laughs> just to be clear. Were you complimenting his penis? No, it's it's gone. <laughs> I mean, if you did huge thing between your legs. <laughs> no, someone took it a long time ago. It's smooth <laughs> like a Ken doll, is what I'm saying. And that's fine if that's what you <laughs> want. Only thing worth anything. No, Brand is walking away. And it's like I think he liked my penis. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I said at all. He's, he's Maybe he is special after all. <laughs> he knows what's up. Uh, he knows what's up. He knows what's up. <laughs> the guy gets it. <laughs> Wow. That's wow. crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I can't imagine what that was like with, with Del, like half of Della's face saying those words. <laughs> I know. I know. I like stretched over out. his skull? Yeah. It, so it's like misshapen? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit out of place. It's not like the, 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 the vision of Della, you remember it, but the hair and everything. Oh, it's man. And it's not the same sort of handiwork that you've seen in the crypt. It's not those gluttoners. It's not that... Uh, that creature that was made up of a bunch of other creatures that you fought in that room past the frost worms right. and the, the room full of dead bodies. Like there was there was some true craftsmanship here, but it's as if it's not just a physical thing. It's pretty clear that anything she was, he has consumed. Well, I certainly get the sense that uh, not only is he not a part of Skirkala's world, he's not going on there himself. Maybe he's testing us. Maybe he can't deal with it himself. But he certainly has skills and abilities beyond anyone that we've come across in that tomb so far. I mean, I think that's reflected in how we chose to react to him being here. I mean, I think anyone else, we would have jumped on them. We would have attacked them. We are a little spent, but yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think with the the characters know they would sense that this is something. Yeah, I think Do- you know we can handle. I think Dograith has a good sense of yeah. that, and as soon as it like everybody froze around him, even though he has his faculties, he's like, whoa, <laughs> like, yeah. something out of my league is happening here. And then he looks to Baron, obviously, and Pembroke and Firaza, like these guys all. He's talking to them. So they know something he doesn't know, and they're not doing anything. So it's kind of like, 
who is this guy? Yeah, he's not. You've never seen him before. No, I've Dal never, seen, never him. seen him. So the whole time I'm, uh, so the whole time Dalgrith is listening, he's thinking like, you know, this one seems that it might be a bit beyond my pay grade. I don't know. I'm trained to fight the big ones and usually the big stupid ones. This one seems like he's got a certain cleverness about him that is beyond what I know. Every every time our tide is about to crash down on the forces of evil aligned against us, that son of a bitch has come in and turned the tide back the other way. He took the greatest, most selfless, purest hero I've ever seen on a battlefield and made him feeble-minded. He came and took the closest thing I had to a sidekick and a friend. Beyond that, she had powers I'd never seen before. Della Narn took her away and wrapped him up in his sick body. He's changing all the time. It's like a cancer. Something our healers can't even cure. He is a perversion. Absolutely. Baron, I see your pain, but I gotta ask. He seems quite genuine when he says he's not your enemy. I'm not saying he's not corrupt or an abomination as you say, Faraza, but what, what do you think makes him say that? If you look deeper, what do you think he's getting at when he says he's not your enemy? I think the king says to his enemies before he sends them to the gallows that he is not your enemy. This man is a megalomaniac beyond any realm of mortal comprehension. I don't think there's anything deeper unless you two disagree with me. He has his own motives, selfish and vain as they appear to be, but we have seen... We have uh, dealt with evil persons in the past, and if their if their if their goals align with our own for a time, they can be of they can be useful. The only missing puzzle in the metaphor that he seemed to have been drawing between himself and Ungaratu is that Ungaratu had an enemy he was fighting against, the Rune Lord of Greed. That much is clear, and he was able to slip beyond his own control, and steal something of great power and then become perverted by it himself, but live on, perhaps. He said the story wasn't told. Who is Brander fighting against? It's just us. He stopped us every step of the way. And just like these bastards in this temple, he's been taking the pieces we've left behind and making himself more powerful from it. I don't know any other way to stop it because we're damned if we do and damned if we don't but I've always been the unstoppable force, and I have yet to meet an unmovable object. <laughs> well said, Baron. I think we must carry on towards our goal. If he wishes the prize at the end, we shall deal with that as it comes. But for now, we, we need to cleanse the temple. If you ask what his enemy is, Skirkatla must rank among one of them. Mm. He wants what she's wearing, but is he not powerful enough to take it himself? Seems strange, doesn't it? It is a quandary, a mystery. He wants us to take it, maybe because he wants one of us or two of us taken out before he has to challenge us for it. If we all survive the battle, maybe then he doesn't get what he wants. I don't know. Perhaps it just takes pure delight in manipulating those he sees lesser than him. Aye, there was a twinkle in his eye, something that said... He gets a certain glee out of this uh, twisted evil. Baron, understanding that um, 
he has control over being able to absorb bodies into himself. He had some sort of relation with a dragon. He took Della. He just froze time, and we were the only ones moving. He understands how powerful Brander is, so he also wants to try to subvert any type of surveillance. Did I say it right that time? Nope. No. Surve- surveillance? There yes. you go. There we go. Surveillance. I don't know why I'm adding the eyes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> magical scrying or any other means of eavesdropping on us with a bluff check trying to say, let's not talk too much about tactics while we're mm. in this place. Mm. So here's my bluff check to basically say that. Ooh, Look at Natty it, 20. Natural 20. Natty 31. 20. And he says something like, we best hit the dusty trail as soon as we can. <laughs> uh, everyone else is unfrozen by now and has been listening. And Farron uh, gets your the, your drift by your bluff check and says, Maybe we could all go downstairs to the safe room <laughs> to Poor tart. talk. <laughs> Baron shoots her so she doesn't non, say another word. Non brander related things. <laughs> and she rolled a two on her blood. <laughs> I'm going out to stalk Lenny and Carl. <laughs> what is that one from? It's from the Stonecutters episode. Oh, that's right. We do. We stock Lenny and Carl. <laughs> so she uh, just make, goes down back to where you first met Atena in the uh, the Forge Heart. Yeah. You follow her down. Yeah. Yes. She stands there around the now living Forge. Um, You're talking about what his enemy is, what his game is, and all of this. From the way in which he speaks, and I've now had the displeasure of hearing him on two occasions, it seems as if he's fighting time itself. You say that you don't work for him, yet you retrieve this hammer for him. You brought it to the forge so that he could use it on himself. Now, obviously, you didn't do these things on purpose, but all along you've been aiding him in his quest to escape time. And as she's saying this, Feraza, the idea of, like, escaping time, destroying time, beating time, and you've been having visions, you're, you know, for who knows how long of being somehow not connected to linear time kind of rings strangely in you. I do not know what this means if it's just some sort of megalomaniac who just wants to live forever he, what does he say he always found undeath so uncouth is it possible to be immortal and not be a brainless monster hmm. well that's certainly possible if you have a metal itch they certainly have quite a wise brain about them, but they're not exactly alive either. They're not all zombies, those that are undead, but if his aim is to be alive, yet have the immortality of the undead, that's something I haven't encountered myself, but I'll tell you, it makes a fun new target, I'll say that much. I'm curious as to how to take someone like that down. If you find out how... Let me know beforehand. 
And he kind of winks at him. <laughs> he, yeah, he'll wink like right back at Baron. Humor. Like, I have a feeling we'll figure it out together, brother. It is strange. I can certainly understand the drive to become immortal without resorting to necromancy, undeath, true life. But it is there are I, there are rumored to be other means of staying alive for many thousands of years. The Sun Orchid Elixir in Thuvia is one springs to mind. <laughs> it is strange. I wonder what he has stumbled upon. Strange magic. Curious. He said that um, his new body combined with that of Della would be a monument to her as well. I don't know what he wants to be, but he wants to be something even greater than life or death itself, or maybe on par with it. He wants to be a symbol. But symbols only hold power if people believe in them. And it seems like with the amount of power he wants to accumulate, he wants an awful lot of people to have their eyes on him. I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen. And if I die in the course of it, I don't mind. I've lived long enough. I hear what you're saying, Baron. And I think he's mistaken about you. I don't think you begin and end with that magical handbanger you hold at your side. I think there's a lot more to you, and he's underestimating you, and that's the best position you could be in. you got to use it to your advantage. I think we'll figure this one out, but he... Now, I don't know your friend Della, so pardon me, I mean no offense when I say it, but he definitely... You can tell by the look in his eyes that he has a certain genuine belief in what he's saying. That he does believe it's a monument to this woman you knew. And that's a scary thing. He believes deeply in what he's doing. But we don't let it dissuade us from our goal. We take him out, yes... But we never underestimate him like he's doing to you. He's not a fool. He's not blind. And he's not lying either. He's got something happening there that's true and real. We have to believe that if we're going to take him out. That's what I believe. I appreciate your wise words and kind ones at that too about me. You've only known me as an ash peak. And I'll tell you one thing. I know the difference between him and I. It's that underneath my chest beats a proud red heart. And until its last pump, I will stand slow and steady against evil. <laughs> Spoken like true Inquisitor of Torag. <laughs> ah, yes. Here in the foretop, it rings even truer. You got me all inspired now. Worked up. I'm very excited. Now you, Pembroke, have to ask me, I... I wouldn't know the first thing about going against an intellect like that. You can tell it's it's something that is just so powerful in that one. But you, I don't know. I think you could match him. I think you could. What do you think his aim is in all this? You think it's time is his enemy? Well, in my younger days, perhaps I could. Not the same man I was, but... Yes, he, he seems to be at odds with time, and yet he has some measure of mastery over time itself. The way he saw, he froze time here in the, 
in, in the forge. Have you ever done anything like that? No, in no, your no. studies. Well, years ago, yes, I, I, I came close, but no, this is this is very, very advanced, advanced magic, something beyond anything that we could reasonably deal with. I don't know. His aims are a bit of a mystery to me, apart from what he has told us. And this giant queen, this undead blight we fought against on the top of the mountainside, this is this is someone who is thrown in with the giants that are trying to take over the, the world of the small folk. It doesn't seem like this one's trying to take over much of anything. He doesn't yeah. want to rule people, does he? He just wants what? What is this power? Just his own personal immortality? Yes, it seems his his ambitions are on a more personal scale. But unchecked ambition leads to ruin, either for those around them or the person themselves. We have to do everything we can. Otherwise, the giants run roughshod over the little people of Galarian. And... One way or another, he gets what he wants either way. Well, one way or another, we should rest. We are, we are spent, we are battered. If we, if we intend to take down Skirkatla, we need all of our strength. Pembroke, you're more attuned to the arcane magics than I could ever hope to be. I only dabble in them. I'm curious. As the time warp was put around me, did you feel as if you were excluded from a spell that he cast or that you and I were resisting it or that we were simply unaffected because of something inside of us altogether? Was it his choice to do this or is there something within us that could keep us from being affected by his evils? Do I have... Can I do a retroactive arcana check or spellcraft yeah. check? Uh, 31. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like a, you know, a whole person mass spell um, and that you were just purposely excluded. Mm. Okay. So you like put a so wasn't in the middle of it. I was thinking like, I, I was imagining time stop. So... I mean, this is that's different. So this is just a just a paralysis of everyone with like a selective, like exclusion of us. Okay, yeah, what do they I, call it in theater when everyone freezes? Stage freeze. Just stage freeze. freeze. Oh, I thought it was another word. Anyway, cool. It's a ninth level spell. Stage freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Time stuff is ninth level. Um. um but I think Dalgrith could ans- answer. You know, quickly enough. At that hesitation, just be like, I don't have much capacity myself to resist such things. Believe me, I know I've fallen victim to them before. I didn't resist much of anything. I didn't feel a thing. You didn't have much capacity to resist that barmaid back in Skelt either. I saw you looking, you son of a gun. <laughs> don't tell Firaza. Uh, well, read, read the room, Baron. <laughs> oh, sorry, Firaza. There's nothing wrong. He didn't. All right, all right, let's move on. If only you've heard half the songs that I've heard sung by the skulls of the North about this this, this dwarf, you... You'd blush. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not repeat them here. Baron is still here. I can't, All right, I, I uh, can't upstairs. There once was a dwarf from Skelt who wore a hide as his pelts. Once he pulled it behind, 
Finish it. Finish it. <laughs> no one would mind because he was smooth like a Ken doll beneath. Oh, nice. oh, that's, wait. I it's one of those. Wait a minute. The compliment is. Yeah, son of a bitch, he pushes him into the forge chart. <laughs> Birds alive. What a twist. <laughs> wow. Oh, Jalgrim kills burn. Baron. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I think that's really your only option left, right? Have the players kill Baron? That's right. I have to have somebody turn on it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't like You that. have to flavor kill Baron. That's flavor the only kill. way to kill Baron. Yeah, sorry, man. Flavor kill. I flavor really kill. don't like omnipotent uh, Brander. That is not exciting for Baron. No. 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 It's this not is, good. Uh, it's no. not good. And he's taking bits and pieces of the people you love, the people you traveled with. So... There's got to be some connection. Now he just looked and looked you right in the eyes and said, "You're not special. You have nothing to offer besides your gun." So maybe in that moment you feel like, "Okay, good. He's not going to eat me. He's maybe not going to consume some part of me." But what's to say he was wasn't lying? And if, and if it's not you, is it one of them? Baron also knows that that is a misstatement. What he was trying to say earlier is that the difference is the will and the heart and the desire to save people and just general goodness that lies within him that's totally absent from that undead son of a gun or whatever he is. Yeah. Yeah. He is. doesn't have any of that. But no. what is it what is it about us, like this group? What has brought what is the common thread that has brought us all together? Because there, there does seem to be an ample amount of, of fate at play to bring us together on this quest. And it, maybe it's something to do with that, whatever that is that's drawn him to us. Or maybe it's him at uh, somehow pushing us together. Maybe it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's him driving it, or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. Baron, you think back to being inside of Blood March Hill after you defeated... Uh, screed in the uh, skeletal champion finding treasure that seemed like it was destined for Gormley, Lork, Baron, and um, Galabras. Galabras. His name was Galabras. <laughs> God it. damn it! Get Death it he has a name. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seemed right off the bat it, you felt like there was some reason it was fated to you. You get to Minderhall's Valley and Atena, though Atena was off her rocker, f- saw that you were the the four to return so there's the wheels of fate here are, are pushing all of you together but also Atena said that it was a slightly different lineup I know we had Jagrathir and all those other giants that corresponded to who we said we were or at least we were told that by a perhaps unreliable narrator right um, but there was something that's changed uh, within that prophecy up to this point so the only thing, without having you explain something, either you don't want to tell us or you're not prepared to, I don't want to say which. The point I'm saying is, <laughs> the point I'm saying is, is that we and our passage through this adventure seem to be reshaping the prophecy. Things are changing based on our actions, and that, my friend, is what gives me hope that the night is always darkest just before the dawn and we are closer to dawn than we have ever been the march to 300 begins now shameless plug if there (laughs) is no hope there's no reason to go on maybe maybe there are things Brander doesn't know about Mm -hmm. if you listen 
Yeah. And I'm hoping this yeah, forge was spoiler. <laughs> I'm hoping this forge was either loud enough or like a fallout shelter enough to where he couldn't listen. <laughs> you go back upstairs and they're all like, "We heard everything." <laughs> they traveled straight up the forge out, <laughs> and Brando was here too. Hey, I, I got it. it. Actually, amplified everything across the mountains. <laughs> well, I think that though it might seem. <laughs> A bit inconsequential to take out Skirkotla at this point with this one lingering over us. I think it's all a bunch. He's just talking tough. We got to we got to draw him back in. The only way we're going to learn his proper weaknesses, Baron, is if we spend more time examining what he can do and what he can't do. And if he says he's going to come to us when Skirkotla's dead, then maybe that's exactly what we do to draw him in. Dalgrith. We have to survive the combat with her, though. If we go down from that, if two of us go down and we find ourselves weakened, he can take whatever he wants. You can't let it happen, Pembroke. I'll do what I can. Asshole. What I'm saying is don't let me die, Pembroke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> I, I'd hate to be the one fell short and uh, the, the death of Dalgreath Deathbringer oh no it wouldn't be your fault it'd be my own I wouldn't want to hear all the songs about that <laughs> <laughs> Dalgreath I've broken bread with you and drank ale with you and I, I genuinely like you but I still have to ask a question I understand why Feyraza and Pembroke are on this journey with me but I also understand that you could have a much easier life, not only just searching for simpler prey that you've killed before, that you knew all the weak points of, that you could subdue easily and receive the adulation and praise of thousands of women across Galarian. Or you could take it easy, spend your uh, riches and lucre at a local tavern, bar, hell, harem. I don't know what you're into. But you're here, on the front lines, fighting evil. I feel like you're hiding something too, but I have a feeling I'm going to like what I see on the other side of what's unknown during the unveiling. <laughs> you're wiser than you look, Baron. But I will say, ah, all the adulation only goes so far, and... Enemies that are easy to take out only bring so much joy. You need to continue to challenge yourself. You need to continue to take down those that no one else can. Mm. And that's what makes it worth it. And usually those are the ones. Those are the ones that have caused the most harm to folks that can't take care of themselves. Mm. And to me, that's why I'm here. That's the ones we're here to protect. Sorry, you're in it just for the altruism. Well, I wouldn't say just for the altruism. I'd say... <laughs> I'd say that I'm pretty damn good at what I do, Feraza, and no one else quite is. I'm not, uh, I'm not a selfless man, but I also know that if I don't do it, no one else quite will. I'll tell you a story if you can tell me one similar. Do you remember a time in which you couldn't protect yourself? Nah, of course I do. And he gets, like, serious for a second. I remember a time when I was sitting up in church with some people I thought were my parents. They turned out not to be my birth parents, though. My ma raised me pretty well up in the Five Kings Mountains. I learned a lot back then. 
later on after this event i would learn that love mostly remains unrequited at least when it crosses class lines and i learned that sometimes if you just want to do what you think you need to do things get in your way but at this time i learned that sometimes things you don't expect end up in your hands and you have a glimpse into the darkness which also strangely shines a bit of light itself I felt more helpless in that moment in that church when the priests came over yelled at my parents said words I didn't understand in hushed tones hiding what was happening from the rest of the congregation I had no idea what I had done and I still don't know how that moment's affecting me now but I think back on it Dalgreath and I think I don't ever want to be that helpless again nor do I want anyone else I come across that has good intentions and lack of malice in their heart so I think you and I got a lot in common even though our approaches might be different I just want to thank you for being on this ride brother and he thrusts his hand out <laughs> yeah I'll thrust his hand out as well grab it hard give it a good shake there's been too many times to count Baron that I have felt helpless too many stories I don't want to tell but I found the strength in others I found the leadership in those that showed me what it meant to be good and strong in this world and it's not easy it's a challenge every day but it's a challenge I want to take on like I said you never want to take the easy road the harder it is the more it's worth doing that's what I always say and sometimes it's fighting great big monsters and sometimes it's just getting through the day but we have to face that challenge don't we Marvelous. Truly marvelous. Encore. Lovely moment. It's a, a hero of song and legend and reaching an accord with, with uh, a hero every bit is equal, if you don't mind my saying, even though of course. This is stories may not have gotten out. Baron, but despite what Brenda said, know that I I believe we all know what what a what a good person you are, how how instrumental you've been in overcoming this great evil. Pembroke, I look at you every day and I'm amazed that a man who has reached the absolute pinnacle of power in his youth and perhaps reached a bit of a nadir has reemerged from those depths and reached absolute power again. And there is nothing that I see but goodness in that heart. I blush. Thank you. And Feyraza, you lost the very purpose of your prophecy. You lost... Pooh dear. The chosen one who you sought to save the end of the world, and yet you persisted. And for that, I respect, and I am proud to walk alongside of you. I thank you. I may they answer the world's call now. Hmm. Well, the type of world you answer the call to is the type of world I want to live in. So let's, let's go forward. Let's leave this hearth and move this adventure along. 
So you want to rest. And then what's the plan for tomorrow? You initially said you wanted to go through the catacombs, um, take that back door in, maybe catch Skirkatla by surprise, if that's even possible. But you've got the Dullahan to contend with as well. Before you even rest, let's just talk strategy here. What are you thinking? I mean, we also could go to the black doors. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> we could also go to the black doors. We could just go. I think every single thing is awful. Now, the dual of hand, <laughs> the dual of hand I think we could take. If we got to jump on them, we know what we're doing, I think. But between the black door and the maze with those giant morgues. Yeah. Equally awful for completely different reasons. Like in one case, completely incapacitated, paralyzed with fear, running away, dropping everything. Somebody dies. The morgues, you know, is that somebody just dies from getting beat to death? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. The maze that Troy moves the uh, actual morgues around in before he unveils fog of war to kill us. Got it. Sure, sure. But, I mean, but to be fair, they also probably move around on occasion. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> Don't be fair to him. He's never fair to us. <laughs> to be fair, they're not pawns in a chess game. <laughs> do they work for Brander, too? I guess what I'm getting at is I'll go wherever y'all decide to go. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, they're... I think the most direct option might be the best one for us, but I don't know. I don't know if that's true. It is the most. You're talking about the black door. Yeah, is the most direct route. That seems to be. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the map that we've revealed, mostly. I mean, I think it is both the scariest and better route. To yeah, take. I agree. You go first. <laughs> yeah, I'm not opening it, but yeah, I'm not going to someone... touch anything. Yeah. Right. Well, whoever has the highest will save should be touching yes. it. I think should yeah. be approaching it first. Yeah. Uh, that's not Dahlgrave, but but <laughs> but seriously, it could though, be me. it could be. We Pembroke. have to decide before we go. I mean, you know, I think it we... should be Dahlgrave. That way, we're all the, those of us who can help you are around to help you. Fair you're enough. Definitely going to fail. Well, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I don't care. I'll do it because, like, it's not like Dahlgrave who's going to fight whatever comes out of that door. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you guys would be in a much better position. It's better for him to be incapacitated than anybody else. I vote the door. I vote the door. Uh, I'm, good for, I'm good with the door. So I think we're all resolved. Are we all resolved? And we're going to stone skin up at stone the Forge. Stone skin at the yep. Forge. <laughs> Forgerino. Forge. At the Forgerino. Forge. And then... And what does stone skin give you? Just bonus hit points or bonus AC? Uh, it's a DR, DR with a hit point limit as to what it can absorb. It's DR10 adamantine, I think. DR10 yeah. adamantine, adamantine for 120 hit points. Oh, and by the way, I think we misread it in the past. Hate to be a bummer. What? What? Why? Every day, Minderhall's Forge has 10 charges. Stone Skin costs 3 charges. So we could only get three of us with stone skin. That oh, makes a lot. Okay. that's Iron good. Body is 5 charges. Ah. Stone of Flesh is five. Stone Shape oh, is good three. good call. I never realized so that. So I, I, that kind of makes tactical sense. We should either put Feyraza or Pembroke in the shitty position of not getting Stone Skin because you and I, I'm rushing up. I'm going to get in that shit. You're going to get in that shit. I should be the one to not have it because I have, I have the mirror image stuff. No, it should be me because I, I, I have the Cloak of Ethereum. Oh, actually, that's true. It oh, right. Be, you can go. Be, uh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. What is that? A swift action? Yeah, it should be her. Good idea. I was just going to say that. Yeah, you should go. You guys got me. Her in charge. I'm not, I'm not the hero, Baroness. I'm just Grant. <laughs> yeah, Bishop should go. Good idea. <laughs> this little girl survived uh, that provision for three months. Why don't you put her in charge? It's on command, so it's probably a standard action. That's Man, a standard action. Standard yeah. All right, let's teleport into the room with the giant black haunted uh, door. And uh, are you are you kidding about Dog Wraith? You really want Dog Wraith going on? I there? was kidding. But does okay. anyone need owl, anyone want Owl's Wisdom? Uh, yeah, I'll take it. You I mean, that any? gives me a plus two to will save. So you have no enhancement bonus on your will save? No. Then? All right. And I have a ten wisdom. I would take it now, Grace. Do you if, have, you if, have you, if you have limited spells, I don't want to push for it, but... Uh, as far as what's enhancing my... You, don't, you, you have enhancement to wisdom, don't you? Plus two. So I would still get another plus two on top of that. All right. I'll prepare another. You don't have to. I don't want to... No, Grant, I don't want you to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, get, let's get this show on the road. Let's it's, get this show on uh, the So I have another possible way to open the door. So I was thinking that I would summon a Brilani Azata... Oh, uh, and then at Summoner Summon Monster Five, have her open the door and us stand back and see what happens. And she can, is there a way to dispel her if she uh, turns against us? Uh, I think I can dispel that as a standard action. I think Summon Monster. All right. So let's get there. I'll cast Owl's Wisdom on it, on people who want it, and then we'll open the door or okay. use the Berlani. Okay. Okay, uh, so boom, you got all your buffs, and you arrive in that room. Well, I got to do my my location check. Of course, right? yes, please. Oh no, let me grab. Wait, wait, are you going to do the thing where you <laughs> are you going to do the thing where you remember the the uh, forge, and then so we could get away? Yeah, I did. I cast getaway before we leave at sixth level, beautiful, so that we can return if we need, if need be. Beautiful. But I rolled a three. Oh, what? And, that, and, that, and that's a good thing? That's good, yeah. yeah. Lower Ooh, I was so scared when you said three. I forgot. So, no, I rolled, I rolled a double zero first. I was like, if I roll another zero, it's, it'll, this will that's be very bad. the possible thing. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, no, we're good. Um, do we want to get some resist energy going? Cold? Yeah, dude, communal. Can you do communal resist energy? Yeah, I prepped it. Sure. Cold, do we think? I mean, probably cold. Yeah. What's this? I don't, yeah. Yes. All right, great. Place yourselves on the map. We have resist energy cold. In the uh, position you'd like to be. This is the room where you fought that devourer. There's yeah. that sunken black uh, area, and then there's that sort of walkway all, aw- all around it. Yeah, as soon as we're all set, Pembroke is going to start casting some Monster 5. Oh, <laughs> A Berlani... Azada appears. Uh, what do you tell us to do? It's like, if you would be so kind as to open the door, please. And they can follow these simple commands like yeah. that. No problem. Yeah. Uh, okay, it walks up to the door and goes to open it. Roll a d20. 15. Good. Yeah. One hopes. 
Uh-oh. You just see it take a massive amount of damage, but doesn't kill it. What? What kind of damage? Electricity damage, frost damage, cold damage, heat damage, fire damage. It's just like negative energy. Physical? Physical damage. Some sort of magical physical damage. And the door is not open? The door is not open. All right, new plan. Let's go through the catacombs. Do something else. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Grant, can you read the text of that? We learned from uh, our our dwarven friend one more time. Uh, The text of what that we learned from our dwarven friend? Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I apologize. Agrakim said, demand the decaptant lord remember his name or he'll come again and again. Speak with the haunt for this. Uh, He also mentioned a secret door for the catacombs, which we have found. And do not deign to face the queen until you cross the open wound and look until into the mouth of the princess. Uh, Faraza is going to step up onto the steps and face the door and say, Speak, haunt. Show yourself. I is I, Faraza Al-Sid. I am here to see your queen. Nothing happens. Nothing? Shit. Would have been cooler if something happened. <laughs> cooler if something happened. Um, is there a knowledge check or a detect magic to determine what is exactly behind this door or anything like do that? Sp- do we speak the decapitant lord's name at this door? We don't know the decapitant lord's name. Can I, can I do a spellcraft on what we saw happen to the... Is that it? Sure. I'll aid. Aid. I'm doing my own shit. Uh, that is a <laughs> 30... <laughs> you aided? Yeah. 33. Uh, a 33. Uh, it looked like something hit it in the neck. Hmm. <laughs> I know. I know, what it looked, I know what it looked like. I was standing right there. I was trying to figure out well, what happened. Yeah. I mean, where it's extra planar, you would have to be on its plane to see what it actually... Oh, happened. my God. Oh, man. You mean... The ethereal, the ethereal plane. plane? Uh, uh, is that where the summoned creatures come from? No, not necessarily. The I think they come. They come from all sorts of plants. Yeah. The summoned no. creature came from. From whence did it come, Pembroke? It come from the agency, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I place a call the night before. <laughs> Normally, very good about showing up. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm here. I'm. I'm. I I have no idea. I have no clue. Do a religion check on the door. Sure. All right. Here we go. It's not great. Uh, fifteen. Um, the haunt did ask you to consecrate the doors. Oh, you wrote that down. Come on, come on, Grant. You read it before, and then speak the haunt's name. Now but we don't know the name of the Oh, it's the name of the, the name haunt, of the not the name of the decapitant lord. So I must no, it's demand the decapitant lord remember its name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you don't know the first part, so you might be able to consecrate as an inquisitor. I don't know if you have that ability. I don't I mean I don't without have that. the name. We need a scroll of consecrate. I believe, right. I believe I have that spell. Teleport to scale. You have that spell? Let's see. Let's just say you Oh, I might it. just have Hallow. 
Hallow does the same thing, but it takes 24 hours. Right? I don't know how long Consecrate takes. I don't have Consecrate. I use my only Consecrate spell in the battle. I actually have it prepared. It takes a full day, I think. Casting time is 24 hours. Yeah, that's the problem with Inquisitor is just you're locked into your spells. I mean... Spell zonies. Want to try it? For 24 hours? Yeah. You guys give me run interference and give me a little time and I'll... Sure, but I just don't know that it's going to result in anything. That's That's Then what's the plan after you Consecrate? Let's say you I, did. What was the, what did else did Agrikim say about it? Speak to Captain's Lord's name. Oh, so we have to fight the Captain's Lord or and get his name. But how do we get right. him to say the name? Because he just died without telling us last night. Catacombs, it is. Just <laughs> <laughs> going to catacombs. <laughs> it's a puzzle. We're all puzzle. we're all we're all buffed. Let's get in the catacombs. Deal with those morgues. Yeah, but we have to go through the duel of hand now to get to there anyway. Yeah. So you want to just go fight is the there like hand? Is there... I, have, I, I prepared a spell to kind of give us a minute to get through the doors. Okay. I also have another teleport spell in addition to the Do you have getaway. invisibility? Um, huh. I Not for all don't know. I don't have it prepared. I just... I wish there was a way to hold monster on him or something and then cast zone of truth on him and then make him tell us his name. Like, I want some sort of way around it like that. If only a certain... Sorcerer, we're here. Oh boy! Yeah, but it's also <laughs> like it's that's mind affecting. You know what I mean? It's, it has yeah. no hold mind. Monster, hold monster. Well, on though. Oh, the Dulahan has no mind. Yeah, he's undead. Undead are immune oh, to mind affecting oh, spells. Oh, I forgot that template applied. He seemed to have so much of a mind because he talked to us and asked our name. That doesn't make sense to me. But okay. Yeah, but they're still immune to mind affecting things. Understood. Generally, understood. I mean, if we get in, the, if we get in there, I have a way to kind of delay him long enough. That we can that we can we can interpose a barrier between it and him and us long enough to get through the door. All right, Feraza. The other thing we could do is I could try it's to describe. It's on you then. The other thing I could do is try to describe in intense detail the a spot in the catacombs for us to teleport to. But that's oh, that sounds like a great now. Actually, great the, best, well, the best idea would be for me to give you the cloak, and you can just go there. Oh my god And get us right outside that door And, and, and then just come back and teleport all of us there Yeah, uh, yeah I could do that Pembroke is gonna Then he's familiar with it And would be able to yeah. get there Otherwise, right, right. can't do it Alright, so let's just say you do that Alright, so I give you yeah. the cloak you, you do you go through right. and you, so Pembroke, you're floating through And you see those creatures just walking about the maze Oh, oh man. man, they're so bad And like, dude. if you're like ethereal they're just, You're walking like through them And they're huge <laughs> <laughs> But now you know that place You yeah. come back here Yeah, I study it uh, as closely as I dare And I come back And it's just like, well... That certainly discourages me from wanting to go back in the flesh, but I fear we have little choice at this point. Go, we must. Hold hands, hold hands, gather together. Take my cloak back. (laughs) Oh, this thing. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to private all. I'm very chilly. I, I care not. I I <laughs> um, so, I yeah, I, I gather everybody together, and uh, I, I I teleport us into the maze. Oh my god! Roll I can't believe we ended up here. One hundred. Okay. I did not think we would end up here. Forty nine. Forty nine. So where do we end up? Right Perfect by the square. exit. Right by the the entrance. We'll say. Or well, actually, no. You can. It's up to you. Where. 
We should, I mean, we really should go right near the uh, the secret passageway. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went all the way over there, so yeah. I go all the way by the secret passageway. <laughs> yeah, you could teleport right into the secret passageway if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Um, vroom, shvroom, just inches away from a oh scare Oh, my God. <laughs> Throne room. Oh, my God. And it's like, shh, shh, shh. Is it listening for sounds of the, the mobs, like, making sure it's clear? <laughs> <laughs> Their feet dragging across. Oh, oh. I don't know if any of you have taken a chance to look at Baron throughout all of this, <gasps> but he's a mog. He seemed very distracted. Mark. Mark. He's a mog. When you went to bed last night, Baron, in Minderhalt's cathedral, you had a very, very strange dream that's kind of been weighing on you as they were thinking up ways to get past this haunt in the door. You were offering suggestions, but you couldn't get this image out of your head. You heard a baby crying in the distance. You didn't know where. And then you see a building up ahead, a small house. Looks to be two stories. It sounds like the sound of the baby is... It's crying somewhere inside there, so you walk up. It's dark out. It's dark inside, but you're able to see a little bit in front of you. The sound of the wailing is getting louder and louder. It sounds like it's coming from the second floor. You see a staircase. You go up the staircase. There's no one else around. It's eerily quiet. Again, a baby cries. It's behind that door. Slowly, from your perspective, you open the door and you just see the back of a man holding an infant. Don't do it. Turns around and looks at you, and it's Brander. You speak strongly, and they listen to your every word. Ever since the half orc perished, you have been their compass. I thank you for that. I can imagine that seeing your friend transformed was difficult for you. Still screaming. So I'll just chalk it up to your emotions getting the better of you. However, you will retrieve the armor from me. And he looks at the baby. Isn't that right, Abria? Oh, oh dirty no. pool. We'll see you next week. Oh. You let her down, you <laughs> dastardly. <laughs> We're fighting Skirkatla next no. week. Skirkatla! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. 